What's up, motherfuckers? Should I use that as an intro? Hell yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's your boy Colton McCormack, and this is the Certified Wrench Podcast. <sighs> Another day. Not so many dollars. I'm joined by my homie, Brandon Weinlein. What's up, man? What's going on, Colton? It's kind of a shitty intro. I'm just winging it, so I didn't really know what to say, like hardcore, but I'm sure this will get a lot better. <laughs> I feel like we just left a Johnny Cash concert. Yeah, I think that's what was fucking me up is the music, because usually I'll add it in later most of the time, but when you're in person, it's a lot easier to do shit. But uh, anyway, yeah, I'm joined by On Grade Podcasts host, co-host, co-host. main badass uh up and coming podcast, which I've learned a shit ton listening to your podcast, man. Um, a lot of stuff I didn't know what you're talking about. Like I sat in two weeks ago. Was yeah, it? two weeks ago. Last week, last Friday. Last Friday, I sat in and uh, I didn't know what the fuck you guys were talking about. And I just sat in nice and quiet, like listening, like, oh, okay, I kind of get what that means. I kind of get what you're talking about. Then you were like trying to get me with utility questions. I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I we've been planning on doing this for a little bit, and I wanted to change it up a little bit, because I think I've only had one other uh, guest on my podcast that wasn't a mechanic. One or two, I don't know. My buddy Brian, for sure. Um, and so I wanted to change it up, you know, have Brandon on and do a little bit of bullshit, and he owns his own company called Eagle Iron. Iron Excuse- Eagle Expedition. Fuck, dude. It's all good. It's all good. I'm going to edit that. Say it again. Iron Eagle Excavation. (laughs) I'll edit that out because I don't want to fuck it up. I do that all the time uh, because of what's-his-face's... Eagle Eye Productions. Yes. Yeah. Forrest, Forrest, that's good dude, man. You should try to get him on the show. He came on ours Yeah, about a year ago. I think I'm going to just to bullshit with him. He actually tried to offer me a job to come produce his... uh, his podcast that he wants to fire back up and i'm like dude i don't i don't think so that would be cool though you do enjoy it just like me oh and dude i love this stuff but at the same time i fucking hate it i do too i think the thing that people don't understand about what we do is the time we spend doing the research the time we spend lining up yes yep what all it takes monetarily to get a podcast going and getting criticized for every little thing you say and do on a show yeah yeah and uh the big one of the big oh let's 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 jump into this because remember i said i had some shit to talk yeah i might have lost a listener i don't give a shit uh people with their suggestions on how to run a podcast better or different quality stuff and all this shit they don't know the the uh what's the word i'm looking for the shit behind the scenes, you know, what people can record on, what people can't record on, um, the quality of phones or Zoom or I use Ecamm Live, which is fucking tits. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, last episode I had to record with Homeboy on his phone. Stop fucking recording me. <laughs> he I got to put it on the gram, bro. He uh, He had to record on his phone. And so I was like, fuck it, dude, that, that works, you know, but of course his sound quality wasn't the best. And, uh, I got a lot of feedback on it, 
what do you want me to fucking do? Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't need people's suggestions. Like I get a lot of suggestions on, Hey, you should have this guy on, or you should have this guy on. It's like, okay, well you want to hear that person, but does everybody else want to hear that person? Exactly. So I, as much as I love everybody and all their suggestions, like sometimes I don't need suggestions, like just support the fucking podcast. And eventually maybe I'll get that person on, you know, um, that's one thing right now is I don't approach people. There's so many people in line to get on. I don't want to approach anybody else and try to push people all the way. Like this was a different example. You're local. So, yes, sir. Um, anyway, did it just get fucking hot in here? Yeah, a little bit. I'm going to pause for a minute, you guys. But we got a cool smoking gnome in here. So, I mean, that's pretty tight. (laughs) Maybe I won't pause. Fuck it. We'll just go on with it. Um, anyway, Brandon, let's. Uh, I might have to do some bitching some more later. You do what you gotta do, brother. This is your show. I'm just here to party with you. <laughs> um, anyway, let's let's talk about you because, of course, obviously, you're different than a lot of the people that listen to this podcast. I'm sure they want to hear your story. Um, let's hear some background and what you're doing now, all together. Yeah, so I, uh, I, was, I grew up in a small town in uh, North Texas called Sanger, Texas. Um, and uh, I grew up uh, cowboying, kind of. I uh, grew up in an agriculture background um, around cattle and horses and all that kind of stuff. And uh, my uncle owns a construction company in upstate New York. And um, he used to do jobs down here in Dallas as well. <clears throat> And so in 2000, I think it was like 2003 or 2004, um, no, actually, scratch that, it was like 02, I started working for him uh, in the summer as a laborer, <clears throat> and uh, he's a self-performing general contractor, so he builds houses and high-end real estate and stuff like that, um, but he's one of the few guys that I've ever met that can do dirt work all the way up to doing trim work himself. He just, he's just that kind of guy. He's just a super badass dude and, uh, nothing but respect for him. You know, he's, he's my mentor. He's taught me a lot. And, uh, I got so tired of being out in the heat though, framing houses. There was a guy across the street running a skid steer and they were doing some work when they all had enclosed cabs. And so one day I went over there and I says, Hey man, uh, you guys, uh, what are you guys doing? He says, oh, we're getting ready to bench a lot to put a house on. And uh, he was a subcontractor of my uncle's. And my uncle said, do you want to go learn, do dirt work? And I said, yeah. I'd done it a little bit with him, like digging basements and stuff like that, running a backhoe, but not really. I wasn't doing any kind of finish work or anything like that. So he said, hey, you know, take your shot. So I went over there, was labor for him for a while. And... uh did that till I think I was 18, and then I went full-time uh, working for a company out of Roanoke, Texas, called Earth Masters, Inc., and when I was, I was in the reserves, or national, or, yeah, I was in the uh, Army already. I skipped that part. I went in the military in uh, 2006, and uh, I did it about a year, year and a half in the reserves, and uh, then I got one active duty, uh, end of 2007. Um, and then in 2009, I went to Afghanistan, came home in 2010, uh, went to Japan, um, and then the Philippines and Korea had a great time over there. Um, got to do some really cool shit with some pretty badass dudes. Um, 
learned a lot. Um, got out in 2013 and uh, went to the oil field immediately as soon as I got out. Uh, went and did frac fracturing, which is a process you do in the oil field after the drill. Drilling rig comes out there. They drill the hole. Uh, you fracture the well, and what it does is they uh, the, there's a ser- service called wireline, and what they do is they go down in the well, and they uh, they shoot off guns underground. Actually, it's a controlled explosion underground. It's a pretty cool job. Um, and what they do is they create perforations and fracturing. What it does is and Speaking of uh, controlled explosions, I had one this morning. Did you? Yeah. You no, don't get it. No, I did. I had I had two of those <laughs> this morning. Actually, you were super dry on that. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, you did. <laughs> I had uh, I had I had two of those this morning. I, I screwed up and ate tacos yesterday. Oh, so I, and, and it wasn't like the good ones. Though. It was at the gas station shit that been sitting under the heater for like yeah. two hours. We know about gas station shit. Oh yeah. Construction. yeah anyway, sorry time. for interrupting. You're good, brother. And so, anyways, um, I did that, and then um, uh, I was talking about fracking. But yeah. anyways, what it does is it. Po- you're you're literally breaking rock and what it's doing is uh liquid oil does not pretty much exist in the united states anymore so they have to get it out of shell rock and what it does is they're busting that rock and they're using sand to go on these perforations to keep them open and it's making the oil come out and that's actually why they found so many new oil fields in our country Mm -hmm. because they thought we ran out of oil when realistically now it's just inside of the rock so they got to break the rock up to do that so anyways i did that for a little bit um and a buddy of mine called me and he said hey dude um you want to come run equipment on the pipeline and i said yeah you know i had my cdl now i'll be honest i got tired of fracking rigging up and rigging down that iron was just miserable um i did it for about three and a half years and just got burned out so i went back to running equipment and uh i was running an Sorry, I hit the wrong button. Hey, that's, hey, that, that was a good tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I went back to running equipment and uh, worked the pipeline for a little bit. Came home, uh, got a job here with a local excavation contractor. Worked my way up uh, to foreman. And uh, then I uh, went to another company where I became a superintendent. I was a foreman first and then became a superintendent. And in 2017, my boss called me, pissed me off one day. And uh, I said, fuck you, brought the truck back to the shop, and uh, I started Iron Eagle in 2019. Uh, I had another company. With, I'm not going to talk about that company, but I had another company with a couple people, and it didn't go the way that I wanted it to. It wasn't going the direction I wanted, so I left. I'm going to leave it at that. It's still around. Um, good luck to those guys. I don't really care. But uh, So I went out on my own, and... Uh, yeah, uh, been doing it now about four and a half years, and uh, I've had some great times. I've had some horrible times. Uh, the thing that keeps me going is my family, my friends, um, and I got pissed off too because I started getting into podcasts about a year, year and a half ago, and I started listening to guys that were doing construction podcasts, and all they would talk about was the labor shortages or you know we don't have enough guys or we don't do this or we don't do that but they weren't talking about the root cause of the problems they weren't talking about the psychology of it they weren't talking about what people really think and i think that's something that really drives me fucking nuts with a lot of these guys and i'm or not that have construction podcasts and ain't fucking worked in the field yeah like an actual construction job 
Yeah. Sorry. Oh, it's yeah. not a dig towards anybody that everybody knows I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, and it's true though. But you know, and and the thing that bothers me the most is, and this is something that I said. I said, dude, I've never heard a, sh- a podcast that talks about contracts. I've never heard a podcast that talks about buying the right kind of equipment. I've never heard a con, you know, anything. When I started my company, I had no idea how to do it. I just figured it out. I had some people along the way tell me tricks and stuff, but you know, the hardest lessons in life are learned by getting your ass handed to you. And I'll tell you something, life can beat your ass to your knees, man. And you got to have that grit to step back up. Mm -hmm. And a lot of guys nowadays, they just don't got that, man. They don't have that do or fucking die attitude, man. And you can see it, you know, and that's part of the problem I think we have with this country right now is nobody has the balls to stand up for what they believe in anymore. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm going out on my own and I'm going to do what I do and I'm going to make enemies. So fucking be it. You know what? I don't give a fuck. You're not my friend. I don't really care. I'm I'm me. And if you don't like me, well, fuck you. I think that's why we get along so fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. I, 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 I try to be polite and be professional with people, but you know, quoting General Mattis here, be polite, be professional, but I have a plan to kill everybody in the room, dude. And that's That's how you got to be, man. You got to be a killer in this business. Fortunately just it's a such a cutthroat industry yeah it's uh so let's i guess let's talk about the industry real quick and then sure. i really want to talk about like how you want i want to talk about the podcast as well but I, sure. i'm really intrigued by your business you know because um you're a small man operation but you're killing it out there and i really want to talk about like ups and downs and all the bullshit you've seen you know because you've obviously been in the industry for a long time so, uh, like, you know, four, four years in, you said? Yeah, we're, we turned four in uh, May. So we're about four and a half now, getting going on four and a half yeah. years. And I'm sure you've seen some shit. Oh, yeah. Um, just in the four years. Yeah. Uh, you, is it cutthroat on your side as well, like it is on the mechanic side? It, it is. Uh, the problem we have is the same problem you guys do as mechanics. Um, Nobody has loyalty to their companies anymore. Um, and this is something that I preach to my guys. Um, my guys, I, ta- I I go out to the job site at least once a month, and I sit down and I talk to my guys. I'm like, hey, I know your foreman and your superintendent when we have our ops meeting on Friday is going to tell me everything I fucking want to hear because they don't want to bring bad news. Who the hell wants to listen to bad news? Mm-hmm. So I go out to the job and I go, hey, what's going on? Are you having problems at home? What can I do to help? And that's just who I am, you know? And my guys know that I've got their back no matter what. I will lose a client to protect my guys. And that's just who I am. And I've lost clients because of that. My foreman might have got sideways with a guy. My superintendent might have got sideways with a guy. Hell, I might have got sideways with a guy. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not proud to admit this, but there have been times in this industry in my career where I have literally had people that have no idea what the fuck they're doing tell me I'm fucking wrong and don't give a shit what the contract says, what the job entails, nothing. It's my way or the fucking highway. Well, guess what, motherfucker? I'm packing my shit and I'm getting on the highway because I'm not dealing with your fucking bullshit anymore. According to my book, you're not doing this correct. Yeah, well, you can take that book and shove it up your ass. (laughs) So... I, I just literally, I'm, I'm one of the roughest edged probably guys in town. I really don't care, 
But you know what? The people we do work for, I treat them like fucking gold, and I take care of them. And I I eat a lot of fucking crow for those guys. But there's guys that are worth it, and there's guys that aren't. And unfortunately, now it's getting more to be there's guys that aren't than there are. Yeah, that's everywhere, though. uh, So were you working back in the last recession? Oh wait, no. Yeah. Uh, I was a, <laughs> I was a U.S. government employee in 2008. Jesus. So I was uh, I was pie pitting when all you guys were going through that shit. I was already out of it. I left uh, construction in December of '07. Yeah. Went in the military full so time. I turned. I graduated high school in '07, and so I mean, I've told the story multiple times on here. It's like the when I was trying I was trying to get a job getting out of high school and it was a son of a bitch because nobody wanted to hire me because of course you know everything's down and how do you feel about what's going on right now do you think you're safe or you got work lined up how oh see what i mean by this camera switcher man it's i forgot to change it to myself talking so anyway back to you (laughs) back to you live at channel four dyck radio we provide the best radio on the planet <laughs> no um we are uh, we are preparing ourselves for it there's a lot of guys right now that are doing the stereotypical dirt contractor move uh okay i got too much fucking iron i got too many fucking guys yeah that's paid off i'm laying them off i'm parking the shit or i'm selling it or i'm renting it out to a rental company there's so much that shit going on already and we just barely got started in this like up That's until about scary. three months ago, it was balls to the fucking wall around here. Yeah. And it still is for me. Like, yeah. I'm slammed. Now, I busted my ass when I first started my company and made sure my safety rating was really fucking good. Like, I harped on my guys. We were working for these mom-and-pop GCs when we first started. You'd go on their job site, nobody would wear their shit. Nobody have a vest on. Nobody have a hard hat. Nobody have gloves, safety glasses. They'd be fucking framing houses, uh, the building up, looking like a fucking residential crew dudes with no shirts on and shit like my guys were wearing vests hard hats fucking we had lights on our trucks you know mm-hmm. we ran traffic control like we fucking did it professionally we looked like fucking a mini fucking you know big earthwork contractor you <laughs> know name drop you know, I, i'm not going to man ever since you and me talked about that that one episode i was like you know he's got a point on yeah. that and uh <laughs> we, you noticed last episode we didn't talk about yeah. it uh but you know we we do we strive that comes from me working at the bigger guys and that safety is so stupid do not get me wrong guys i'm right there with you i hate putting all the shit on too hell i'm the owner of the company and i still put my vest on my hard hat my safety glasses and if i run the chainsaw i put the damn pants on even though i don't want to and it's hot as fuck mm. and when i'm running the quickie saw i got the face shield you know i i, I do all that i don't want to do it but i do it um because at the end of the day, man, it's going to give you a better opportunity. And that's what a lot of guys aren't realizing. Yes. The other thing is, too, I want you to go home the way you came to work. I don't want you losing a fucking leg. I don't want you losing an arm. I don't want it where you can't put food on the table for your family. I don't want it where you have to worry about, hey, how am I going to make my next paycheck now because I got injured? Yeah, you're going to get money from you know, workers' compensation and all that stuff. But at the end of the day... Who's going to take care of you? At the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself. But I strive to take care of my guys. I'm big about safety. And I'll go on a job site and I'll get in the guy's ass. And I'm like, hey, put your shit on. And they don't do it. Guess what? Go to the house. 
We'll talk about it tomorrow. You don't want to do it again tomorrow? Go to the house for a couple of days. We'll talk about it when you come back. And I notice, like, these freelance, a lot of the freelance mechanics, a lot of them are used to working on fleet trucks and stuff. So they just wear those striped shirts like you'd wear for DOT. So when they come on our jobs, I always keep extra hard hats. I tell my foremans and supers, I'm like, hey, keep an extra vest and an extra set of hard hats in your truck in case the mechanic has to come out here. You don't have it. Just give it to them. And nine times out of ten, those guys go, hey, man, I really appreciate that. Thanks for looking out for us. Because a lot of guys don't give a shit. They don't care if we get hurt. I'm just like, dude, we called you out here. You're our sub. We have to take care of you. Like, that's our responsibility to you. (laughs) And a lot of people don't appreciate shit like that. And it's like, it's little things like that. Yeah, I get it. It's stupid. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to watch out for your guy. And that's how it should be. Definitely. Yeah. So guess kind of jumping off of that like uh, uh, how much has the industry changed for you in the like past 15 20 years that you got on here you used to be able to do this shit on a handshake now you need a 50 page contract yeah 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 the problem you got is all these guys came from out of town um a lot of it you know no you don't have the good old boys anymore um and nothing against you you, bro i know you're from cali and it's not you and it's not i I know a ton of great people from california and i know a lot of your listeners are out there and it's nothing against y'all but i want to give a concept to you guys and hear what i have to say Mm -hmm. grow up in a small town like you were from in california and everything you love about that town you love that you know you can just be yourself. Everybody knows your name. Everybody knows everything about you, which can also be not beneficial sometimes if you've done some stupid shit growing up. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and then watch all this concrete come and all this buildings and people's personalities change and the attitudes different and all that. So it's in, I'm in a weird place because I love the country. I grew up in the country, but I also love construction. So I'm literally destroying something that I love to build infrastructure for people to come here from other places. And then on top of it, change the politics of the area that I'm from. Mm -hmm. Where I grew up is a predominantly, you know, conservative area. You know, yes, it's, I'm not saying that that's the right answer or anything, but that's the way I grew up. I have being in the military opened my eyes up a lot more to, you know, being around people that think differently than I do. And I've learned to tolerate it a lot more than I did when I was a kid. So I hate what we're doing (laughs) in a way, Mm -hmm. but it pays my bills. So it's like, what do I do? Do I continue to build this? And knowing that eventually in 30 to 40 years, Texas is going to end up just like California. The whole country's going that way, man. And that's what I mean, though. But this is one of the last bastions that you can seriously walk around with an American flag T-shirt on your chest or wear one like I'm wearing right now with an American flag on my right sleeve and somebody's not spitting on you going, oh, you hate, you hate, you're racist (laughs) or you hate me. And it's like, dude, no, this is, this is not, this is not anything. I fought for this motherfucker. Yeah. I buried four of my best fucking friends. Don't tell me. That, you know, don't tell me how to live my life. I won't tell you how to live yours. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem now is, you know, we always preach about, 
you know, freedom of speech, freedom of that. Fuck that, man. We're getting attacked for fucking speaking our minds. Yeah. You and me were just talking about that on the my episode a couple of days, a couple episodes ago. You know, and that's what we as as an industry need to realize. Like, we need to wake the fuck up. We need to come together, not fight each other. Because the powers that be, they want us. It's the same concept all the way around. The people that run the show, there's they can make more fucking money when there's divisiveness than they can if there's unity. And it's the same thing with construction company. Think about it. You got seven contractors scalping each other on bids to get work. And then you're doing the job and you might lose money on the job. What's the point of going to work if you're gonna lose money? Yeah. Yeah, why why would why would you underbid just to get the job over the other guy? Some guys do it, man. I, I don't understand that. Their argument is to keep their guys busy. But they're the same company that laid five hundred guys off the week before. Yeah. That make yeah. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know. I don't get it. I wouldn't do it. Even if I was out on my own, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to do this job cheaper than that guy. You know, you got to make your money, man. Like Joe said it, my buddy Joe that's been on the podcast a bunch of times. He's hilarious, by the way. Yeah. Everybody said that dude's like just turned 30 or is about to turn 30. And everybody says he has a 45 year old voice. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, So I kind of want to jump into real quick, like getting paid, you know, on your jobs, Uh, (laughs) obviously lean laws are a joke. (laughs) So the one thing I wish we could take, I worked in Arizona for a while. I forgot to mention that in my intro, but so be it. I, my, I'm one of those guys like, uh, I don't really talk, try not to talk about myself. Anything I try to talk about my guys and my company on the show. That's what I try to. I don't really care about myself. Myself is, there's nothing cool about me. I know some fucking amazing people and I have some amazing friends and I'm just humbled at the fact that, you know, people actually listen to my show and people want to hear what I have to say. It really does make me humble. I have an amazing co-host. His name's Devin. And I know I'm going off topic with this, but I'm going to get back to it in a weird way. So you're about to Devin, see it. Just so you know, everybody, Devin's from Canada. <laughs> yeah, he is the man, dude. And uh solid friend. Um, and uh, I was actually introduced to him through another friend of mine. And uh, and uh, we cl- he came on the show. We clicked. And I think we recorded an episode. And he, just the knowledge he had. I said, dude, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing? He said, about four years. I said, like four years all together or four years just on your bed. He's like, no, four years all together. I, I run cranes and stuff. Damn. But I learned a lot sitting in the cranes, you know, running cranes. And uh, he was in the Canadian military too. And so we kind of had that veteran bond. And then, uh, so I said, dude, you got to come on full time as my co-host. And uh, so he's on every episode he can be with me. And uh, just an amazing man and an amazing human being and a great friend and uh got nothing but great things to say about him and um but lean laws in the state of texas are an absolute joke um imagine you go into a walmart and you rip a tv off the wall and you get to the end of the store and you get arrested right like the loss prevention guy arrests you and then the cops come take you and 
they take a receipt of what the TV would have cost if you had stolen it, right? So they charge you against that, right? Well, the other thing is that a lot of people don't realize when that happens in shoplifting is you have to actually pay for that TV, but you don't get it because it's a theft of service. So imagine, same concept, you go out there, build these building pads, parking lots, whatever you're doing, you got to bring all this dirt in there and all this material, and they don't pay you. But if you go back to the job site and try and take the money, they can arrest you for that. A lot of people don't know that. Burn the bitch down. Right. So it's the same concept. And you know what they'll tell you? Any district attorney in this state will tell you, hey, that's a civil matter. You got to sue them. So you have to send a lien notice of 45 days from the date you submitted your draw, right? Well, I'm a dirt contractor. Most of the time, I'm on the job 45, 50 days before I even bill the first time Mm -hmm. because of the way the draw schedule is, right? So you bill on the 25th of the month, and you might not see your money on average right now, it's going two months. So you imagine you're billing twice before you get paid once, sometimes three times. And you still follow a notice, and then they call you, and they're like, well, why'd you send a notice? And it's like, because you haven't paid me. And they're like, well, uh, you know, the bank's being a joke. The banks are fucking not, are not screwing up draws, dude. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be on that job if they didn't have funding. I'll tell you that right now. They wouldn't even release the job. if The city will not release the job if there's not funding on it. So you're out on that job and they're saying the bank's holding you up. The bank takes about 10 days to process a draw. Yeah. So you know what these developers do? They take the money and they put it in a money market account that's accruing. Why would they do that right now? Why do you think everything slows down uh, payment wise? And I'll tell you why. When they raise interest rates, guess what goes up when they raise interest rates? CDs, money market accounts, all that. So you go put a million bucks in an account for 30 days, that's getting 8% on it. I don't think anybody in here is that stupid at math. So if you can add that up, it's a lot of fucking money. Mm -hmm. And you didn't do shit to earn it. So they're taking your money and they're making interest on it. Then they finally pay the general contractor. Now the general contractor, nine times out of 10, has got the same shit. They got their own money market account. They got their own shit. So they go put the money in there. And they know if they get you paid before the 15th or the 60th day, they're not going to get a third notice set or a second notice. Sometimes they'll be ballsy and not pay you again. And then they'll <clears throat> wait exactly till 90 days right before you're lean, you can lean the job. They'll pay you. I've heard of so many people getting paid in 89 days. Shaking the camera. Sorry. You're getting all fired up. I'm, over I'm here, a little fucking yeah. beating the table down. Well, you know, <laughs> it's just uh, so at 90 days, what they'll do is they'll pay you at 85 to 89 days. And then you got to turn your money around and pay your suppliers. Yeah. Right, so you're scrambling trying to get these guys paid, and nine times out of ten, you might have come out of pocket to pay these guys because they might shut you off. If you don't pay the fuel bill, you don't pay the trucking bill, you don't pay the equipment moving bill, you don't pay this, they're going to shut you off eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're coming out of pocket sometimes. You're financing these guys' jobs, so it's a fucking joke, man. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. how how often um. This is kind of getting a little personal, I guess, but how often, I'm sure you've got some capital built up just in case. How often are you having to dig into that? You know, It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. So It, it got taken out in 21. Um, I took a $750,000 hit in 21, and I'm still coming out of it right now. And I'm I'm sure I'm sure you'll dig yourself out. I you yeah. you listen to the Alex Stursa uh podcast on Dirty and Driven, right? Yeah. And he 
You hear how many times that's happened to him? He's taken yeah. that huge hit and he digs himself right back out and he's good to go. It, and then he said it's going to happen again. It takes, it takes, so imagine you took a hit in one month, right? In that amount of money. So that year's fucked already. Yeah. So imagine it's going to take you three years from the date that this shit, that you finally start receiving capital. Sorry, I'm used to having my tables. <laughs> so I'll just do it like this. So imagine your hand, your, you're getting. It takes a year from that date to to even really start making money again, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take three years total, though, to come out of that hole. So I got another year before I'm completely caught up. I'm still paying people on shit from 21. I'm not afraid to admit it. And anybody that judges me for that, I don't really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You go through what I just went through. Yeah. And tell me if you'd still be there. Because 99% of people would have fucking hung it up and said, fuck it, I'll go work somewhere else, make a quarter mil a year, have a company truck, and not deal with this shit anymore. Yeah, I was going to kind of ask you that. Like, what, why why keep going after taking such a big hit? Because I don't quit. Yeah, I get, I, I can see that. I'm the same way. I'm stubborn like that. But and at the same time, I was like, fuck, man. I think about my guys. Yeah. And I think about the people that I'm responsible for because – I have 20 employees, but guess what? Every one of those guys has a family. So you multiply that by a minimum of three to four people. Mm -hmm. That's 80 people that are counting on you to make the right decisions and lead the company in the right direction. And there's guys that have stuck by me when we couldn't pay them on a Friday. They had to wait a week or two to get paid. They stayed. Those guys, they got just as much grit as I do. So guess who I fight for? I fight for those guys. Yeah, We've had equipment repoed off jobs. I got it back. Jesus. Christ. So when someone tells me, you know, I don't understand, you know, when someone tells me you don't understand what hardship is, motherfucker, come spend a day in my fucking shoes. Mm, yeah, no shit. Hey guys, so unfortunately I had to edit some of this clip out about a minute and 34 seconds, and I didn't want it to be too jarring going from one thing to another. Unfortunately, Brandon said something that he probably shouldn't have due to legal reasons so we went ahead and decided to take it out so let's go ahead and do a little bit of a filler clip hey want to hear the most annoying sound in the world guys 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 fellas you think we could listen to the radio or something Radio. <laughs> Who needs a radio? Ready, Harry? <laughs> Mock. Yeah. Ing. Yeah. Bird. Yeah. 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 Mockingbird. Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy, She's gonna me, buy a me a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird don't sing, don't sing, she's gonna buy me a diamond ring. And if that and diamond, if that diamond ring don't change, hey Lloyd, look, there's some people want to ride too. Pick them up. And, you know, it's it's funny, you know, it's sad that you have to tell people this shit, but it's the truth. This is the stuff that you go through as a business owner that no one understands. You know, they think you got all the money in the goddamn world. You think you're fucking living on top of a mountain in, in, in a castle. And it's like, dude, I live in a fucking rent house, you know. Mm-hmm. I got, yeah, I got a bike. Your mom's your boss. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> my partner, you know. I live a very humble, frugal life. I know owners of businesses that live in mansions, 
And I know guys that live in a trailer. Yeah. And guess what? The guy that lives in the trailer is just as happy as the guy that lives in a fucking mansion, dude. Because at the end of the day, you're an entrepreneur because you want to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Henry Ford failed five fucking times, dude, before Ford was successful. No one knows that. Yeah. Elon Musk has failed at shit. The dude that started Amazon left a job on Wall Street. He also lost his wife that was hot. Yeah, she is hot. <laughs> but, you know, it just, it just, you got to have grit, man. You got to stick it out and you got to fight for your guys. You got to fight for your name. At the end of the day, it's your fucking flag, dude. And you fight for that flag. Yeah. And this, that also goes for, you know, that goes for any type of company. I mean, that's, if you're a, if you're an Alex Sturza yeah. or, you know, an underground utilities company or a McDonald's owner. I mean, it, it, it's everywhere. And I see it. I see it in companies. I'm lucky enough to work for a phenomenal company that doesn't have to deal with that shit. You're going to get sued no matter what. I'm sure they've gotten sued multiple times, but my company's been around since 1963. They've been sued more than once. I can yeah. guarantee it. Obviously, they're doing something right. Yeah. So, God damn it, dude. I keep forgetting to switch it to myself. Uh, Anyway, let's, uh, hmm. Oh, yeah. You got a good one here. I mean, uh, I, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> and we're back. I had to pause because Brandon was getting a little fired up over this collector guy. So we're not going to talk about him no more. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice shit. Yeah, that's why we can't have nice shit. Uh, you got a good topic in your questionnaire. How... Mechanics are crucial to excavation. So, um, pretty much, uh, if you want the damn thing to run, you want to make money, you got to have some solid mechanics. And I hear about companies. I don't personally have my own mechanics right now. I use Heave, which we've talked about in the past. Yes. Um, phenomenal group of guys over there. Um, great guys. Garrett, my friend, is the one who linked me up with them. Um, and... They're a phenomenal company and uh, phenomenal people. Shout out to Alex Kraft, by the way. He's the he started the company. Yeah, I was on your podcast and was like, man, I can't remember the guy's name. <laughs> blah, blah blah. He's going to be on the podcast pretty soon. I'm pretty That'll pumped. Be tight, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that one for yeah, sure. I'm pretty pumped to get him on because that's a smart dude. Like all yeah. his his ideas for this company, he's going to keep growing it and stuff. So I'm excited to have him on just to talk about this because he's basically a pimp for mechanics. You can't go wrong with it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, go on with what you're saying. Yeah, you, you know, from the guy changing the oil on it to the guy that's doing the technical um, troubleshooting work on them, you know, to the guy that's in the shop, to the field service guy out in the field, you know, as an owner, as a former operator, mad respect, mad love from us. You guys don't get it enough from us. Um, and it's bullshit. Um, when I was on the job... As an operator, and my machine went down, I did everything I could to help that mechanic get my machine back up. I was in there. I'd ask him what he, what he needed me to do, whether it was wrenching on something, whether it was adding fluids for him, anything. If it was greasing the damn thing, he needed something greased, I'd do it. And it was just, you're a man, I'm a man, I'm here to help you. I'm no better than you. And I think a lot of guys, they have this opinion that, oh, hey, you know, fuck the hall guy, fuck the mechanic. I don't really care. 
my machine's broke. I'm going to the house. And it's just, they got that mentality. And unfortunately, that's just, that's just how people are nowadays. I wasn't brought up that way. I know you weren't either. And I know a lot of guys that listen to the show weren't either. And, you know, it takes a special guy to do what you guys do. I couldn't sit out there in that fucking heat under a belly pan covered in fucking hydraulic oil or covered in motor oil or fucking coolant all day. Come home, drive a big ass service truck that probably doesn't do over 65 miles an hour <laughs> and fucking then get bitched at by some foreman or superintendent or the fucking service manager going why ain't that fucking fixed yet well you know because it's fucking fucked that's why and i gotta go get the parts you know what bothers me the most is and i will say this is my one gripe i have and this is not all y'all is the guy that shows up first thing in the morning and you're like hey dude i already know what's wrong with it oh yeah yeah oh okay and then he wrenches on it, and he's like, yeah, I got to go get that part. I'm like, I told your boss last night what part you needed. I gave him the fucking NSN on the damn thing. So why the hell didn't you bring the part? Oh, well, you know, because I got to troubleshoot it myself. Mind you, two of my operators are former fucking cat mechanics. <laughs> so it's like they're, they're guys that were mechanics switched over to operating. But I, I'm going to tell you, like, it's shit like that that would drive me nuts. And, and I know for y'all probably it's probably like one of those things where you guys are like, I don't trust you, and I get it to a point. But then I've had guys that come out and they go, "Fucking thank you, that just saved me an hour that I don't have to fuck with this thing." Yeah, well, sometimes like, uh, you know, you get, let's just say it's a deer dozer or something. Yeah. You get a code for a turbo actuator fault or something. I, I don't. I'm just throwing a code out there. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter. Um, and a lot of times you actually have to troubleshoot it because I ran into this problem the other day where you know you have a bunch of sensor faults. And it's actually one thing that's fucking up and knocking the whole system out. Mm -hmm. So you have to diagnose that. So if it's like, oh, yeah, it's throwing an air throttle actuator, bring it out. And it's not that. Then you look like a dumbass. So sometimes that's why you kind of have to do that. Yeah, no, but, it, this is not that kind of shit. This is like old school because this tells you how long ago I was running equipment. This is like when your pulley breaks where a belt fan yeah. breaks or something like that. Like something minute. But Top it, roller, carrier yeah, roller's yeah, falling a off. A roller falls off, track breaks, something like that. It's like, dude, this is common sense shit. Like, I know this stuff. I know how to change this shit. Could you bring me the fucking part? I'll do it myself. Yeah. Like, when I was a foreman, I carried an impact on my truck. I carried a compressor. I carried uh, at least a minimum of a millimeter socket set. And I also carried an SAE socket set. I carried screwdrivers. And I carried fucking uh, a grease gun and I carried, you know, just the basic shit. So I could, if I had to fix something, like I had a hydraulic line bust, I could change the hydraulic line myself. I was qualified enough to do that. I could reprime the system if I needed to. I'm not an idiot. On that note, this guy carrying tools on his truck, he drinks the fucking Milwaukee Kool-Aid. So uh, I, I used to not be a Milwaukee guy. I'll be the first to admit it. Uh, what happened was I was... a <laughs> Uh, I didn't mention this, but uh, when I left my first company that I had with those two other guys, my best friend, uh, who was my roommate at the time, actually was like, hey, dude, he had been a lineman for the for one of the cities out here. And he was like, hey, dude, uh, you ever thought about being a lineman? And I was like, that seems kind of cool, you know. And so I got out on a crew. Um, I got hired by the local co-op as a lineman at 30 fucking four years old. 
You're old as shit. Yeah. And so I get out there. I get out there and uh, all the new hires are 18, you know, because they all just went to climbing school or, you know, they went to like basic lineman school. I didn't go to fucking school, but I knew construction. So it was like it wasn't hard. You know, I I could put bolts together and shit, you know, drill holes and poles. It's not that fucking hard. At least I thought. And um, so I get out there and um, I already have my CDL, so I didn't have to go to school or nothing. So I just got put on a crew. And the first day I'm out there. It, it was a humbling experience, I won't lie, uh, coming from being in an operator position where I was always a senior guy because of my knowledge and my time in the seat. So I come out there, and the guy's like, hey, man, uh, you got to go fill all the coolers up. So I'm the ground hand, right? You know, I'm <laughs> bottom of the fucking barrel guy. Yeah. So no problem. You know, I went and got cases of water, cases of Gatorade, filled all the coolers on all the trucks up, and... Uh, went into the office and my foreman looks at me and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And I'm like, "I'm Brandon. I'm your I'm your new ground hand." And he's like, "Bro, you old as fuck." <laughs> I was like, "Cause you know I got a better beard than fucking all the fucking goddamn fucking twelve year olds that are out there." So we get out on the pole. A uh, drunk driver knocked a pole down and ripped it in half. So the pole's dangling like this in the air, and uh, so he tells me to get out. Uh, um, socks which are these orange things that go on the power lines Mm -hmm. and you stretch them out and you hook them together and what they do is they actually make it so electricity won't run through them because they're made out of rubber yeah and so i pull them out and i i pull out like five of them he's like that's not enough there's more and i'm like where's the rest of them and i'm like on this fucking service truck i have no fucking idea where anything is because the guy that drove it before me stocked this truck he built it the way he wanted it i had no idea where anything was so i'm like pulling shit out and I st- and no one's trying to help me, and like, they're like, "Hey, you're old enough. You should figure this shit out." I'm like, "Bro, just because I'm old enough to fucking run a drill, and I'm old enough to run sockets and shit like that, does not mean I know what the fuck a sock is. I know what a fucking, <laughs> you know, I know what conductors are. I know what four seventy wire is. I know what fucking thirty thirty wire is. Like, and you know, they just start number eight wire. They just started telling me, "Go get some number eight. I'm like, "What the fuck is number eight? You know, no one's telling me anything. Mm-hmm. And so, um, anyways, the second day I was there, I had to go get all my gear. Because the first day, they just needed help, so they didn't give me anything. So, the second day, I went in the shop, and they give me a duffel bag. Like, it's as long as this table we're sitting at. It looks like a fucking go bag. And I'm like, what the hell is in this? So like, just, just open it up when you get home. And I open it up, dude. It's like five FR shirts, five FR jeans. Um fucking chainsaw pants fucking um um like three milwaukee impacts fucking two sawzalls um like a shorty and a long a fucking steel fucking chainsaw like five or six fucking attachments for the fucking drills and two or three milwaukee impacts and a fucking hammer drill and i'm like this is fucking nice and then i get on my first job bro fixing a pole after i went to pole climbing school and when i got out on a storm bro the wind's blowing 60 fucking miles an hour and it's <laughs> raining like i've never dealt with in my life bro and i'm sitting there and i literally got my chin strap on my helmet because you know our hard hats yeah. we have to wear the chin straps because of wind i'm hanging off the side of the pole and i'm tethered to the pole and i got a fucking milwaukee hammer drill and it's fucking pouring down rain and that motherfucker's running like a bee straight through that pole and i went i'm fucking sold because I've had DeWalt's, I've had fucking Ryobi's, I've had fucking, you name it, I've had them. And 
I've worked in the rain before with them, and they fucking fry. Hmm. And that motherfucker was solid, dude. And that's when I fell in love with steel, too. I used to be a fucking Husqvarna guy, and I was running a steel chainsaw in the middle of the fucking rainstorm, cutting down this pole, because we cut our poles down Hmm. to take them down. And uh, we were demoing this pole out that got hit by a tornado because it was leaning over, so I was cutting it in eight-foot sections. And then we were using the crane on our boom truck to bring it out. And, uh, dude, started running those steel saws. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I see everybody run steel chainsaws. Yeah, I'm still for life, man. I, I, when I worked at my first deer dealer, we were a steel dealer and repair shop. Yeah. And, yeah, I've had my steel weed eater forever, man. That thing will not die. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there I go again, not putting the camera on me. Anyway. Dude, you want me to run the switcher? <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought your old lady over here. Oh, um, so I think we should jump off business for a little bit. You know, we just Absolutely. talk tools. That's fine. Uh, let's kind of talk about your podcast a little bit. You sure. know, uh, what got you into it? Well, obviously, you kind of explained what got you into it. But, like, uh, you know, what's your goals with it? Like, what do you want to stick to with it? Your type of guests, all this shit. And, like, what do you want it to be? I uh, personally wanted something that I wanted to do something special. Um, No one I see right now in our group of podcasts that we have now. We are forming a mafia, by the way, guys. But uh, thank you. I've been trying to come up with some type of name. Yeah, Um, I'm mixing it. We're going to call it the mafia for now. But anyways, uh, we'll have the five families. We only have four right now, but we'll have five. (laughs) I'm sure we'll find somebody else. Um, Oh, I got it right here. The trench coat. Trench coat podcasts. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with some ATF, type of name. ATF's kicking our front door in yeah. next week. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, I want to build something. We all have our own little niche that we do. You know, you're mostly wrenching and mechanicking and stuff like that. You know, Sweat and Grime, honestly, they're a fucking hilarious comedy show. They do talk in some construction, but dude. That episode about them in North Dakota was fucking hilarious, dude. There, there's some good early episodes when it was just Rick and Brandon. Or Brandon, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm terrible today. Uh, Rick and Brian. Yeah. And telling poo stories of like just oh, yeah. all kinds. Dude, oh, dude. Good yeah. shit. And then, you know, of course, uh, of course, we can't forget Devaney. Oh, yeah. My man. Yes. And uh, I like him, dude, because he's... He, he is he's just a straight up fucking good dude you can just i've never actually met him talked to him on the phone plenty of times you know message him all the time on the gram mm-hmm. he's just a solid fucking dude you can tell like he is just he knows his shit and i'm listening to his newest episode on the way over here and he was talking about how you know guys gave him shit because his dad was a lawyer yeah you know and he's it's like your son like i can compare to that my mom was white collar my dad's not, my uncle's not, but my mom was always the kind of person that, hey, we'll just pay somebody to come fix this shit. Now, I won't lie to you guys. There is one thing I do as a business owner that I'm pretty lazy about. I have somebody mow my fucking lawn. I don't give a <laughs> fuck, man. I pay that $45 fucking happily. I don't do that, and there's two, another thing I don't do. I don't wrench on my bike. Oil changes, shit like that, I don't do. I'll do bars. I'll do wiring. I'll do all that. You try to fucking keep a bike straight up and do a primary change, fuck that. I'll take it to fucking Harley and have them wrench on it. Those guys are certified. They blow my shit up. They blow my shit up. 
you know what? They're paying for a new motor. So, and I, they're smacking a 134 in there if they blow my shit up, bet your ass. But, you know, it's just, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I literally want to build a podcast that is just real, like you. Like, I, I really just want people to be able to express themselves. I really want people to understand that it's not all fucking rainbows and fucking horseshoes around here. It's not all fucking beautiful pearly gates and fucking badassness. You're going to go do this one job and become a millionaire? Yeah, no, you're not yeah. going to do that. Um, I want people to understand you got to have fucking grit in this industry. You have to be a fucking stand up fucking dude. And you have to do what you fucking say you're going to fucking do mm -hmm. because people count on that. And you gotta learn. You gotta learn our lingo. You've gotta learn the way we think. We don't think like normal Americans because we're the last. I hate to say this. We're we're a dying fucking breed, mm -hmm. you know. And we build this fucking country. And if it wasn't for guys like us, we wouldn't have roads. We wouldn't have houses. We wouldn't have fucking buildings. We wouldn't have concrete roads. Sewer systems. You wouldn't have fucking that badass service truck that's sitting outside right now. You wouldn't have yeah. that badass goat that's in front of it. I'm just saying goats are better, but, you know, <laughs> I'm a Cummins guy. Milwaukee and Cummins, sue me. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Slamming the can down, making making this episode sound like shit. I'm just kidding. Hey, man, we keep it gangster yeah. in this motherfucker. Uh, yeah. I, I want to build something that means something, man. I want guys to be able to come on and just tell me their life and tell me and help guys. My, my biggest thing is I want to help people. I want people to not have to deal with the things that I did. They have to go through the hardships I did and Devin went through. And we talk about that all the time on mm -hmm. our show. We mm -hmm. say it all the time. We don't want you to have to deal with the bullshit we did. I, I really wish when you and I did my episode on your podcast, I really wish Devin was there because that guy always has like he's a he's good he's, topics. He's an awesome, awesome co-host. Yeah. If I'm starting to trip up, he'll be like, "So tell me about your uh, company." Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. You know, because like he, I, I'm becoming the the comic relief now over there, and he's more becoming the serious yeah. one, and it's kind of fun. We're doing like the good cop, bad cop thing, yep. so it's been kind of fun. Oh, don't ever use that terminology again. Oh, you're Just kidding. <laughs> Listen, uh, Linda. So you got some questions on here, like two, I think. Do you remember what they were? I could tell you. I'm looking right now. <laughs> uh, the one, the first question, I'm curious to know why you want to know what I mean. Because when you came on our show and I heard you talk about it on your episode, you felt like shit about it. And I felt bad after that. I said, dude, man, I didn't mean to set him up like that. As far as like. When I said, what makes you get out of, you know, what makes you do what you do? And yeah. you said, you know, the money. And, yeah. you, and then you talked about it on your last, or it was like three episodes ago. You talked about it. You said, hey, you know, I hate the way I answered that because people think now. That's all I give a fuck about. Yeah. When realistically, I already knew that wasn't who you were. <laughs> yes, money is a huge perk. Yeah, Money isn't everything. I've had a lot of money in my life. I've had no money in my life. And I'll tell Same. you something. I'll take being in the middle all day long. Fuck yes. Comfortable, comfortability is like perfect for me. Yep. If I can like not worry and have enough money to buy, you know, groceries and stuff, then hell yeah, I'm fine, but. I hate struggling, and it's taken a long time to get out of that. Yeah. But you're talking about riding for the brand, or? Yeah. Well, fuck, dude. 
I'm just here to support. That's anything and everything. Like our little group that we've got going on podcast wise, like you, Sweat and Grime, Divini with uh, Dirty and Driven. Like we all have been here supporting each other. Of course, you know, you're more up and coming and stuff, but man, it's like, I'd be like, hey, what's your what's your episode numbers this month or whatever? I'm like, man, we got to get those numbers up. I know. It's like, I fought kind of hard because I was, I didn't know nobody. Yeah. And now that I'm starting to get to know people like coming into this, it's like, man, I want to help these motherfuckers out. Because yeah. I started from, you know, a cheap fucking soundboard and microphones and stuff to this. Yeah. And so writing for the brand is not just work. It's. Harley Davidson's, you know, yep. if somebody needs help with their motorcycle, I'm going to fucking help them. My job is super important to me. I think they're a great company. They treat me fucking phenomenal. And so if I had to go out and fight for them and, and work hard and like, hey, you know, this company's the best, I'm going to fucking do it yeah. because they treat me good. So that's what I mean by riding for the brand. My riding for the brand's similar. Um I've been hearing that my whole life. When you're when you're working on a cattle ranch, um, the the deal is when you work there that I don't know. I'm sure a ton of guys on this sh- that listen to this watched Yellowstone. Not and, me. And I, I know a lot of guys didn't, but there's a part where they talk about the brand, and um, that is a real thing. Yeah, you don't fucking put it on your body, but there's some guys that do that shit. Like they really do. Um, they get down on that kind of stuff. Um, there's guys that get tatted up with the brand. But it's because they're loyal to that ranch. They're loyal to that way of life. And so for me, when I hear a guy say, hey, like Robert, my superintendent, he told me the day he started. I said, hey, I don't know if I can pay you Friday. Because he came in when we were going through our worst time ever. And he said to me, I'm riding for the brand, man. And he stuck by that for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And I tip my hat to him. He's been through with it, been with me through the thick and thin. And I have about seven guys that are my core guys that have been with me through the thick and thin. And those guys, I promise you one thing, if I ever make it big, they are going to be millionaires. I can, yeah. I can guarantee you that. Fuck yeah. They will all be driving very, very nice trucks and living in very nice homes. <laughs> and that's just who I am, man. I, I'm, I'm the guy that I want everybody to be comfortable. I want everybody to be happy. And something else you just brought up earlier when you were talking about the podcast, you said, you know, I want to help the next guy. That's what my show's all about. My show is I want to help that next guy get to the level that he deserves to be at. I don't want a guy working out of a skid steer and having seven different hats and struggling in life and mental stress and dealing with his own form of demons because he didn't get the right help and he didn't get the knowledge he needed. And that's the thing. I went through that, and I don't want the next guy to go through it. So that's why I pushed so hard on this show to say fuck it and be real about it where a lot of guys all they want to talk about is politics and yeah i'm yeah. sick of it uh, yeah that's I, I try not to allow politics on the podcast like that's what my other podcast is for if i ever yeah. get it going which we need to do an episode yeah um i, I don't know it i'm just i've always been that way like if i go to work for somewhere I want to be the fucking top dog. Like mm-hmm. when I first started at deer, I didn't know shit about deer, but I knew going in, I told my boss cause I had known him prior, like I'm taking this place over. Okay. And it was like right six months in, you know, I'm jumping to a bigger service truck and like I'm top dog or yep. one of the top dogs and then come out 
here and worked for the deer dealer and became one of the top field techs. And like here, I'm working at my current company. I'm making making it big over there. So right. I don't want to say too much yet, but I've just I'm gonna pump up those who fucking pump me up, and it's just the way I've always been. And like my wife is one of them. Like she fucking she pumps me up, dude. Like she'd be like, "Let's do it." Like like I wanted to get a motorcycle. I don't have good credit. That's all right. Let's fucking get it. You know, I'll put it. I'll take care of it. You pay for it, or this house. I had bad credit. She wanted to buy a house, so it's in her name. Yeah, I pay the fucking mortgage. Yeah. That's just how it is. And she fucking helps me. And like, finally, my credit's getting good and stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah. So maybe, you know, once your credit gets a little bit better, we'll go buy you that fucking road glide that you want or whatever. Fuck yeah. Let's pay this thing off. You can have another bike. Let's get you two. Like, fuck. Woman, who are you? <laughs> That's like my old lady, you know, um, Steph, you know, and she produces the show for me. And I don't talk about her a lot on the show. And it's not that I don't want to, it's just the way that episode goes sometimes i don't get a chance to mm-hmm. and we talked about before we recorded we were going to talk about our old ladies and i want to give a huge shout out to my woman she has been there through the thick and thin for me she um she's done the same things you've just talked about for me um this year we got her a bike and you know it's in her name and she wanted to she she's had her motorcycle license for a while and she's riding around the neighborhood and stuff. And I'm like, you're going to ride with me soon. And it's just going to happen. And you're going to have to accept that. And she's starting to. But she's the one that pushed me to start this podcast. She's like, you know, one day I was sitting in the house and watching some YouTube videos. Because initially I was just going to do a YouTube channel. I wasn't going to do a podcast. And then over the course of a year, I figured out. I started my I started my show, I think, actually before you did. I started my show in February of 22. And so... I didn't actually really go hard at it until December of this last year. Yeah, I, I started mine December of twenty one. Okay, so you're so just about the right same there. time. Yeah. But you know, I didn't I didn't start pumping episodes out or anything, and I didn't know how to podcast. I didn't have any concept how RSS feeds work. Yeah. I didn't have concept of buying these kind of mics. Yeah. I had yeah. the I had the lower tier sure mics, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my buddy said said, "Dude, I'll buy those mics off you." I said hell yeah, so I, I sold them and I, uh, I, uh, I found a deal on two of them online, and uh, the guy was selling them. They were brand new, and I got them for like next to nothing. Wow! And so, you know, I've been able to budgetly build my show, and um, it's starting to gain some traction. But you know, Steph is the reason for that. I sat out the kitchen table with a camera and a gimbal and recorded my first episode <laughs> with no mics, no nothing. So hold on one second. Just so people are aware, the microphones and mic stands and cables that I have plugged in right now, just just those things are about $1,200 sitting here. So this stuff is not cheap if you want good sound quality. Yeah, exactly. And... You know, let's not talk about the soundboard. Luckily, I had people help me, you know, donations mm-hmm. to the podcast, which we'll talk about that later. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, dude, I, your old lady, she's your camera switcher, man, and she's she does everything. shame right now. She does the best. Like, she is on top of that shit. Like, I was watching their new episode that I sat in on this morning, and just like, like, 
everybody laughs. She hits all four people, and I'm like, holy crap, I couldn't do that. Yeah, she's good. So yeah, mad props to her. She yeah, she used to. She used to when we before we had that switcher, our cameras would only record thirty minutes. <laughs> so once you put that switcher though, you hook the HDMI's yeah, and you straight. run and you run power to them instead of running them through the battery. Mm-hmm. They'll. Rec- it's a law that they had that they can't be. Canon follows some rule that they have that like the big industrial cameras companies made so people can't record over thirty minutes with them. So you can't make yeah. A, so can't make hour long porn. You guys right. So what you do is you hook it to our switcher that we both run, which is the yeah. ATM Mini Pro. I'm just saying by Blackmagic Design. <laughs> and uh, if you run that switcher with you run a true power source to that camera, you can record for as many hours as you want. And then the badass part is the thing don't overheat because it's actually not recording. It's just yep. showing the screen that it's yep. So getting Shit. too technical here. Yeah, everybody's like, uh. Don't care. Boring. Yeah. Uh, shit, man. I, I don't know what else to talk about. We 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 talked. We covered quite a bit, you know, yeah. just with your business and stuff. You got anything? Else yeah, I just want to. I just wanted to say one last thing, and uh, it's uh, guys. Uh, if you're going through a hard time right now, um, you're not the only one, man. and uh, just uh, just have grit, man. You got to have that grit. Just remember what it's what it's all for, man. It's for your family. It's for yourself. And at the end of the day, you need to take care of yourself too. Don't just do it for your family and your friends and whatever and your status, whatever the hell you do it for. And don't be afraid to pick up the phone and call somebody. If you're going through a hard time, man, call your friends, dude. Call your boys. Like, call your call your old lady talk to your old lady man you know a lot of guys that's the problem they have they don't know how to talk to their old ladies man that is a huge mm-hmm. huge problem thank you for saying that nobody yeah. ever really said that yeah like, and find something that brings you peace man yeah. mine's pinging steel and riding harleys yeah and i make sure i do that yeah that's 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 funny <laughs> you kind of talk about the harley thing it, you know I'm the one that approached you about being on your podcast and like you called me like a couple of days later and I'm pretty sure that first time we ever talked on the phone, we talked for like an hour yeah, just bullshitting and then it turned out we had a shit ton in common and it's like, I think that's why we hit it off really good, you know, and I, I think we've become pretty good friends over this past month and a half for two I kinda, months. I kind of like you. You're all right. <laughs> uh, you know, and whenever we talk on the phone, which I hate talking on the phone, but I don't mind, you know, if we got shit to talk about. And I mean, every time we talk on the phone, it's 20, 30 minutes yeah. and fuck, I don't mind that shit, you know, yeah. cause we talk about some good stuff. So, um, but we'll leave, you know, some of that stuff out Yeah. that we, that we talk about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're sitting at about an hour and seven minutes. I think that's pretty decent I'm, episode. I'm good man. with you brother, as long as whatever you want to do. Um, where can people find you first of all uh we're on instagram uh i have uh iron eagles on instagram it's iron eagle uh, yeah, look at it do, yeah i'll do, pull it up do, for you do 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 this is good uh, <laughs> you need the jeopardy beats yeah. boom, 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 boom. come on hurry up i'm just kidding. okay it's iron eagle excavation <laughs> is uh our instagram for our company and then for the podcast it's on grade underscore uh, it's on and then underscore grade TX and that's our Instagram page you can find us on Spotify YouTube we have a YouTube uh, channel it's on grade podcast yeah. check out that YouTube you guys because like 
the episodes that I've noticed aren't really edited on there, and uh, you get to see the full full fledged thing. Yeah. And uh, I think it's kind of cool because we like when I was on, you could just see the expressions, uh, you know, the whatever you want to call it. You can just see my in laws just pulled up. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, uh, check out Brandon. Go check out the On Grade podcast. Check out Dirty and Driven too. You know, big shout out to that guy. I yeah. mean, he's fucking killing it. James Devaney, uh, Casey D. You know, they they put on a good podcast. Um, they do a great job. Shout out to Rex Sherburn. Thank you for the donation. Um, and thank you to the anonymous donation. I know who it was, but he did, he wants to stick to anonymous. So 150 bucks. Thank you, dude. Yeah, um, good friend of mine. That's freaking awesome. Uh-oh. Hold on. We got to pause for a second. I don't really remember where I was at uh, with that. But anyway, uh, big shout out. Thank you for all the donations, you guys. I mean, it, oh, it's fucking phenomenal. You guys don't even have to donate. You know, a dollar is fine. Anyway, if you guys need to get a hold of me, Certified Wrench Podcast, gmail.com. Uh, check out all the social media pages. Everything's under Certified Wrench Podcast. Instagram is Certified Wrench underscore podcast, though. Merch line. If you guys want to make a donation, check out the link tree on all the social media pages. <sighs> I think that's it. Um, check out the website. If you guys are interested in being a guest on the podcast, which we're way behind, I apologize. CertifiedWrenchPodcast.com. Check out the contact form at the bottom. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, thank you, sir, for coming on the podcast. It was fun. It was nice hearing a different thing than wrenching. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I was super excited about this. And <laughs> it's it's great to be on with a with a good friend, and uh, it's great to see how another person does it, and another perspective and ideas yeah. for stuff. He yeah. stole my questionnaire. <laughs> yeah, I did. It works. I love it. Yeah, it's smart too, man. Uh, you know, you got the disclaimer on there and etc. Anyway, you stole uh, the lights. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've lost my train of thought on that but anyway you guys uh, until next time we'll catch you later and uh, thanks for listening And probably not the last you're going to hear from Brandon see you guys